If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Michelangelo. Happy Friday. It's time for Classic A&G. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Yep. I've been going through the archives, and I found a fun segment. This segment actually inspired a video. We were making some fun A&G videos on YouTube at this time. And this segment goes back to 2018. So about five years ago. In this segment, Joe and Jack explored a scientific study about the way you walk and how you can attract a mate. The funniest thing about this segment was, of course, I'm sitting here in the control room and Jack is imitating these walks. And I really don't want to see that. And neither did Joe. And you'll hear that during the segment. But it was fun because we also did a video about this and put it on YouTube. And you can find it. Just type in Armstrong and Getty's Sexy Walk on YouTube. And it'll come up. Of course, so will other stuff. So beware. But yeah, Armstrong and Getty's Sexy Walk. And all of us did our own walk. I remember walking through the hall. And we all did our funny walks. And some were sexy. Some were ridiculous. But in this segment from 2018, I thought Joe and Jack made this scientific research quite funny. What's attractive and what's not? Interesting uh, interesting area of science. Um, I, I don't know why this particular study is only for women, because obviously it applies to men, too. And there's more than just uh, your looks, obviously, at play. Although that seems to be the biggest chunk of it. It's a big chunk. It's not all of it. And, and we all know that intuitively. And it's different for men and women. And I find myself wondering, do lesbian gals react to walks in the same way that fellers might? Before I get into the details of what's the sexy walk and, and how they did the study. Um, I know how they did it. Oh, yeah. The, well, this is how they did it. They put reflective markers on a whole bunch of women. Oh, on their, yeah. You don't need to use that voice. <laughs> 
They're all wearing leggings and leggings and t-shirts, and then oh, they put these yeah. reflective markers on their ankles, their knees, their hips, their shoulders, their elbows, their wrists, in the middle of their forehead. Oh, show me your forehead, baby. On their clavicles and on their navel. <laughs> and then when you watched a computer uh, uh, a video of their walk, you were just seeing the points of light. You were not. You wouldn't know if you know how a thousand points of sexy. How heavy, thin, how symmetrical their face was—you sure. wouldn't know any of that stuff. Yeah, how interesting. And then they have a—they had a bunch of people uh, watch the video of the women walking, you know, actual video of them walking, and then watch just—and then different group watch just the the points of light walking, right? Right. And then um, compare who thought what was attractive, and and so the normal what's hey, just real quickly, Hanson, let's find this stuff and post it at armstrongandgetty.com so people can uh, not work today and look at that instead. So the most common, like, what's attractive measure that they, they believe, according to science and anybody you'd ask in your life, right, um, is um, body mass index, how fat you are. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know, for men and women. Sure. Um, and a small waist compared with hips, that ratio matters. A combination of small waist, rounded hips, and bottom, and a slim figure have long been reported to be important to women's attractiveness. Hmm, really? Interesting. Really. That's Intriguing. news to all homo A sapiens. well-rounded gluteus. Hmm. But the way you walk is important, too. So they, they factored in that. So they knew the person's, you know, uh, hip-to-waist ratio and BMI. And then so so people said, I like, these people are attractive. And then why did this person who has a little, you know, on the lower end of B, or on the higher end of BMI, the not-as-attractive end of the hip-to-waist ratio, why are they placing so high in the attractiveness? Right. And they think they credit it to the walk. Mm-hmm. So the walk can uh, add a lot to your already attractiveness or make up for other areas. Sure. And it has a lot more um, weight in the decision than, than anybody thought before. So the best mm. thing you could do is just improve your walk, I guess. If that's I like even to, possible. I like to plod along with my head down as if I'm carrying a 50-pound sack of flour on my back. <sighs> 50-pound sack of anger. Like that. Um, is it even possible to improve it, or is it just the know. way your hips and knees are put together? That's the other thing I was wondering. Do your you, spine. Do you learn to walk this way from your mom or the way you get attention? Or And by the way, if I don't hear Aerosmith at the end of this segment, Michael, we're going to have know. to fight in the hall. All right. Uh, yes. Or, or you know, tire spray straights the walk of life would be pretty good, too. Anyway. Um, so what they found was, and this is not surprising, a woman is more attractive if she wiggles her hips slightly and takes small steps. That's what they determined from their computer <laughs> oh analysis. Boy. Oh, the, boy. The slight wiggle of the hip and the little steps. Oh, boy. Shit. God dang it. Stop doing I'm that. I'm getting turned on just That's me disturbing. walking like that. Oh, God. It's bad enough you're a guy. It's a, then we've worked together all these not years. And all of a sudden, uh, good. You're, you're, you're giving me the, the sexy walk. But so I'm, I've always it's freaking been, me out. I'm interested in the science of stuff that we don't quite understand. Because sure. I've always felt for myself that I have performed way above my weight. So in terms speak. of in terms of dating, yes, I just I was always able to perform above what I should be able to do, and I've always wondered is it is it a scent I put out that I don't know about? <laughs> Maybe it's a walk I've got. I don't know. I, I guess personality has to play a role in these things, also. But, sure, but you know, and and then then you know other people that are quite attractive and don't do as well as you'd think they would. Mm-hmm. And so, what's going on there? Wow! So, uh, smaller steps and a little butt wiggle. And eh? don't do that. That's not easy to watch. Isn't that uh, isn't that disturbing? <laughs> It's it's kind of a turn on the 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 wiggling the hips a little bit and the tiny steps. Listen, I've long been interested in the extent to which human beings are animals, 
just animals. Yep. And the extent to which we are a, an, a, an evolved creature. We're way more animals than we want to admit. How much of us is the hairy beast and how much is the cerebrum? That is one of the great questions. And and people who think we're all one or all the other are, are just, they make me crazy. And I don't understand why you can't have those two things in your head at the same time. We're obviously a really interesting mix of the two. Right. And then, being, and then in terms of being attracted to individuals, there's all kinds of reproductive stuff going on there. Oh, yeah. That oh. nobody understands with the brain thinking you and I would make healthy babies together. Right. So we're attracted to each other. Exactly. And, and you're not conscious of it because there's no need for you to be conscious of it. In fact, that would get in the way. That would waste time for the two of you getting together and, and continuing your genetics. Yeah. Whereas, you know, why am I not attracted to this person who is attractive? Well, my our brains are telling each other we would not have good babies together. Right. Right. Or you take two biggest steps. <laughs> Study some exactly. Your, your butt smell. is perfectly motionless when you walk. <laughs> How do you even do that? We're well, not going out again. <laughs> but honest to God, this study is about women. But I don't want to be you know it's hashtag Me Too era here. I don't want this all to be about women. But <laughs> listen to you. Um, should should a person try to adjust their gait to be more attractive? If you heard this, if you're a woman listening to this, should you start taking smaller steps? Well, this gets us back to the balance between the beast. Take and- tiny little, just ridiculously small steps. Takes you an hour to get to the coffee machine. Back to the uh, <laughs> the beast versus the frontal lobe. Uh, I think if you were self consciously doing that, it would be too weird. Because uh, listen, I studied some neurobiology in college, and and they used a lot of examples from the animal kingdom. And we had a, a segment of the class was about um, you know continuing the genes, mating. You know how do you continue the species? And that walk is all about. Is there any delicate way to put this? No. If the kids are listening, turn down the radio. Uncle Joe's going to get scientific here. That walk is all about come mount me. Well, it is presenting little... yourself. Now that's toxic masculinity. For, for the purpose of procreation. At, in a very, very subtle way. An unintentional and very subtle way. Is that why high heels make women attractive? Does it make you wiggle your hips and take small steps because yes. of the shape of the shoes? Yes. And elongates the leg, which is attractive. But uh, yeah. You have to take small steps and you have to wiggle your hips to walk in them. But it's hinting at. Uh, come climb on board. Yeah, yeah. I don't say that. Well, uh, I don't again, believe that a bit. I'm, I'm just trying to be an adult. You know, my hope is that I don't have a sexy walk, but just a regular normal walk. It doesn't turn on people, but it doesn't put them off either. I have known some people that stomp instead of walking. I've known people that have walked on their tiptoes. And I've known some people that look at the ground as they walk. So that's kind of off-putting. But yeah, I've known a lot of women that have sexy walks and is very noticeable. I asked my wife the other day if she would show me a sexy walk, and she did. She pulled out some out of the kitchen, and she, it was a walk, and she made me stir-fry, which actually was pretty sexy. Anyhow, getting past my unfunny play on words, I thought that segment from 2018 was kind of entertaining. Like I said, the best part of it was that it inspired a instructional video from Armstrong and Getty on how to have a sexy walk, which you can find on YouTube. Just Google Armstrong and Getty sexy walk. That's W-A- LK, not W-O-K. Anyhow, join me next week when I go through the archives again. Hope to bring you something kind of fun and light. And until next week, well, I guess that's it. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.